0: When I was in seminary, we had a woman come speak to us about healing. She said that, yes, there are times when people come to you, they actually need a psychiatrist, a psychologist, I don't know, maybe even a lawyer. But she said, don't underestimate the power that you have as a priest. She said, because you've been ordained into the priesthood of Jesus Christ, you have great power to heal. You have great power over evil and disease. In the first reading from Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking to the people. Moses tells the people that God will raise up a prophet like himself, like Moses, from among their countrymen. Earlier, after they had escaped from slavery in Egypt, God invited all the people to come hear his voice. However, the mighty display of his power at Mount Horeb frightened the people. They thought that they would die if they conversed directly with God. So Moses alone went up Mount Horeb to converse with God. Just like Moses, God says that he will put uh, his words into this future prophet's mouth. God will tell the people all that God has commanded through this future prophet. Now commands are things that people in authority give to others that should spur them into action. God through this future prophet is giving, going to give commands that should spur the people into action. And anyone who does not listen to these commands, God says they will have to answer for it. The response to the response to the psalm says the same thing, but maybe in a more gentle way. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. So even here, in the response to the response to the psalm, there is assumed to be two steps. One, we have to hear the voice of God. And two, we have to obey or put into action what we hear. Now God is God, and if we take time to listen, God will speak with authority in our lives. This is what the people of Capernaum found out 2,000 years ago. Jesus entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and began to teach. People were astonished because he taught with one having authority and not as the scribes. What does this last part mean? I don't know about you, but I had to write a lot of research papers in high school and college. Such uh, Since I was not considered an expert in any field, I had to do just that, I had to research and then reference those uh, in my papers. Bibli- uh, bibliographies are evil. But you do that because you are not qualified as an expert yet. And so you have to quote those who are considered experts. And you use those sayings uh, to support your conclusion. This is what the scribes did in the time of Jesus. I mean sometimes you hear me in homilies to quote like St. Augustine or some other saints. Just in the same way the scribes would quote other past experts and the scriptures, what we Christians would call the Old Testament. However, Jesus didn't do this. He didn't quote other scribes. He spoke on his own authority. Now, as Christians, this makes sense because we know that Jesus is God, the second person of the Trinity, truth himself. But Jesus' listeners 2,000 years ago did not know this, at least not yet. They just knew that Jesus spoke with authority. With a conviction and confidence that no other scribes spoke with. Not only did Jesus speak with authority in his preaching, but he spoke with authority over unclean spirits, aka demons, aka fallen angels, aka those in cahoots with Satan. And so, again, they were astonished. Because Jesus said to the man with the unclean spirit to come out of him and the unclean spirit did. It came out of him. Jesus had authority not just in teaching the truth but over unclean spirits. And this should lead us to believe in God to believe in Jesus to trust in him. But in some ways, that is not enough. Before the man is cured of the unclean spirit, the demon cries out, what would you have of us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Now this unclean spirit, this demon, obviously would know who Jesus is. They would know that Jesus is God. And now, in, in no way am I putting them down, but some of our Christian brothers and sisters say, if you just believe in Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. Well, trust me, the demons believe in Jesus Christ. The demons know that Jesus exists. And so even here, they know who Jesus is, even if the people don't. So what is the difference? What is the difference between the demons, the fallen angels, and the angels? The obvious answer is that angels were obedient to God. The demons or the fallen angels were not obedient to God. So what about us? Yes, we need to listen to the word of God, on in order to do what He commands of us. But do we have the desire to do what God wills of us, to put into action what He commands of us? If we don't, then we are like the demons. If we do, then we are like the angels. Where do we look for authority in our lives? Do we look to God to have authority in our lives? Or do we look to other places? Maybe friends, maybe culture. Where do we find authority in our lives? I pray again that we find Uh, That authority in Jesus Christ. And again, this is a two step process. Many times, most times in the Bible, Jesus' or God's command comes in the silence. So that's a first question for us Do we spend time in silence every day? Do we spend time in prayer? Do we spend time listening to what God wills for us? What he commands of us? Because otherwise we're just doing what we want to. Or maybe we're doing what we think God wants of us. Do we take time to listen to what God actually wants of us? Do we spend time in silent prayer? And then two... We have to have the boldness, the confidence, the fortitude to do what God commands of us. Sometimes what God asks of us is countercultural. Sometimes what God asks of us is not easy. Maybe it makes us uncomfortable. Maybe it even makes the people around us uncomfortable. But do we have the desire, the fortitude to do what not we will but what God wills of us? So again may we have the desire to listen to God to listen to what he commands to allow God to have that authority in our lives and then may we have the fortitude, the confidence the desire to do what God commands of us May we be and live out what the response to the psalm says. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts.